2: Thank yeah.
3: To the Hall of Fame by the Baseball Writers Association, but was one vote shy of a unanimous decision. In case you were wondering if Derek Jeter ever slept with a baseball writer's wife. <laughs>
4: oh! Oh! That's good.
3: Speaking of Hall of Fame, they're about to do the class inductions, and it's the first year that Kobe Bryant is eligible. Think he's going to. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Get much attention at the Hall of Fame?
4: Yeah, surely everybody's heard about the tragic uh, helicopter crash over the weekend. Kobe Bryant and eight other people, including his daughter and another young girl, killed. Absolute tragedy. You know, I'm I'm going to bring this up very briefly, just because a number of people via email have brought it up. I don't know if the text line has brought it up, but it, it, the long and short of it is, hey, why are we uh, making a hero out of a rapist? You know, I reacquainted myself with all the details of that case, where a, a woman, a, a hotel desk clerk in Colorado accused Kobe of of rape. We talked about it a lot at the time. I mean, yeah, I remember. We, we
3: covered that on a day-by-day basis as new information came out.
4: Yeah, um... And listen, um, it, it's cl- absolutely clear, and he's admitted it that he was d- cheating on his wife. Uh, I don't do that, and I don't think you should either. But I, I mean, if we eliminate every athlete, musician, and actor from our, uh, you know, admiration who's ever done that, it's going to be a, th- a fairly short list. Um, and it didn't
3: bother her apparently
4: because they stayed married and had more kids. Well, right, exactly. So that's you know, uh, that's fine. That's none of my business per se. Um, it, it seems in in looking through the facts again that it was a uh. Oh, man, why am I even delving into this it It was not, I don't know it was not cut and dried at all. It was not clearly rape at all, and everybody came to an agreement. I didn't come away thinking it was a rapist. no, I think I think there was a very unfortunate uh incident with a confused young woman um and and everybody felt terrible afterward and he issued an apology, which was an apology. It was a real apology. And they settled out of court, and it just all kind of went away. Um,
3: well, it, yeah, uh, except he was persona non grata the best you could in the NBA for being the biggest star in the league. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. they eliminated him as the face of the league, even though he was clearly the best player in the league at that mm-hmm. time. And, um, and you know, lots of commercials and that sort of stuff. And, and that's why I say, if anything, as a basketball player, he was underrated because he didn't get – he didn't he, – they didn't talk him up the way they would have talked him up for his
4: performance. Right. Well, yeah, it's a serious dang thing he was involved in. Oh, sure. In. Oh, no. Yeah. No. So I get that. But anyway, you know, for those writing it in, it's not quite as clear as that.
3: Anyway. I've always thought, fourth quarter, close game, he's the guy I want over anybody else. Just oh, my really? personal opinion. Mm. Over everybody. Really? The Black Mamba. Mm. Fearless. I would I would like to know. Well, he was that, no doubt. I would like to know what it oh, and feels like. An Oscar like. winner, too. Remember that? Yeah, I never watched that, and I've read
4: about it, and it sounds great. I've seen some clips, and it's it's beautifully done.
3: Um, you know, he wanted to be like Michael Jordan. He's clearly so much more smarter than Michael Jordan. <laughs> I mean, it's just a different complete category. What? Well, <laughs> sorry. What? Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I would like to know. I would like to know just for like five minutes of my life, what it's like to be as confident as Kobe Bryant was <laughs> when he was doing his thing.
4: Well, you'd have to start with being good at something. <laughs>
3: speaking, speaking for myself. <laughs> or just, I, I'm not that confident walking down the hallway. Right. Hope I don't fall down. <laughs> Should I get coffee or not? I'm not sure. What will I mean, people think th- of me if I drink
4: more coffee?
3: I'd <laughs> just like to know what that feels like, to be that confident.
4: Right. You know, he lived in the same city as the great Larry David. He was kind of the anti-Larry David. Right, exactly. Yeah.
3: Instead of, uh, you know, besieged by doubt for, uh, at every angle for everything. no, right. Not a bit. Yeah.
4: yeah. I
3: am the guy who should shoot the ball, yeah. and I am going to make it.
4: Yeah. We made the point before. Uh, there are all sorts of, you know, tributes and and, and you know, speeches. There's going to be a moment of silence on L.A. radio uh, early this afternoon, and um, and and that's great it's fine we're not big celebrity worshipers around here in fact quite the contrary we think celebrity culture is corrosive and weird um on the other hand the man was a loving dad and and he's he's left three children fatherless i mean they'll be fine financially but the, my god that's their daddy and then his daughter who was in the crash as well and then her teammate and her parents and this it's a human tragedy that's that's what strikes me the most but Um, It's too bad. Anyway, moving along. So
3: um, the latest on impeachment is Michael Bolton has got a book coming out. The New York Times claims they got a copy of the manuscript, and they also claim that in that manuscript, and I'm saying claim, because the New York Times has jerked us all around so many times over the last several years around Donald Trump. They've had story after story after story after story after story that turned out to not live up to their headline Mm -hmm. and the explosive nature of their bombshell revelations. So... I'm not moved at all by uh, bombshell revelations in the New York Times. So we'll see what it becomes of this. But the current claim by the New York Times is uh, Michael Bolton has got in his book stuff that contradicts what Trump's team has been saying in the impeachment. And so now some Republicans are saying, well, we got to have a witness and we got to talk to we got to talk to John Bolton, and that opens up the whole witnesses thing. And where's Hunter? And or or Parnas or whoever or Joe Biden, as some people have thrown around the the, the father son combo.
4: Yeah, I call him Where's Hunter. I've changed his first name to Where. Where's Hunter. And we'll see. So is his middle name? I mean, if you change his name to Where's Hunter and his first name is Where, I guess is, is his second, his middle name.
3: No? I'm a bad person for wanting this, but I want Hunter Biden. And that's what I'm wanting out of the impeachment. <laughs> and that's not good for America. I mean, that circus that that will be? I don't
4: know, Jack.
3: I've but mentioned be- this. I just the type of guy is I need you get defensive. <laughs> I think it's just
4: fantastic. Uh, I uh, I've mentioned this before on the radio show and uh, I I'm a man who enjoys playing the game of golf. Uh, I'm playing it very badly since my surgery, but that will change I hope. Um sometimes you need to make a terrible swing to realize why you've been making kind of bad swings. You need to make an uh, horrific shot to realize, "Oh, that's what I'm doing." This could be helpful to the country in that it is such a dumb, ridiculous, confusing, conflicted, hypocritical impeachment that we'll all realize something about
3: ourselves. Mm, so you get Hunter Biden out there, and pretty soon we're talking
4: about his... Girlfriends and baby mamas and drug habits. How much did he tip for a lap dance? <laughs> you know, it will get way down that road. And the Hunter, country you're a loser. And the
3: country decides this is where impeachment takes us. Yeah. And we get off the impeachment train for a while. Right. As I heard somebody say it the other day, you can look at it this way. We've now impeached two of the last four presidents. Wow. We did it once in, you know, dang near 200 years, and now two of the last four. Is there any reason to think we're not going to do two of the next four? I'd say the way things currently are, I think it's most likely that we do impeach two of the next four. But maybe if it was a just a complete TMZ train wreck yeah. with Hunter Biden, we'd, we'd get off that train. I don't know.
4: Yeah, but only for about 20 years. I don't, In the modern uh, attention span era, I don't know if anything lasts that long. I mean, especially if your party is animated by teenagers and celebrities who are all famously, or teenagers and people involved in the arts, who are famously more emotional than rational. Um, if, If that's the way you swing then no, the the whole, you know, discretion being the better part of valor thing is not going to last for even 15 years, much less 20.
3: Sean, I think the joke we opened with from SNL is the perfect cap to this conversation Uh because I feel exactly the same
2: way. You better than me, Carl. I didn't watch one minute of that trial. (laughs) It was like a four-day-long PowerPoint. This is supposed to be Trump's p- punishment, not mine.
3: <laughs> exactly. Wow. That's why I feel this week. I didn't do anything wrong. Why are you punishing me? I'm not watching it until we get to the voting about uh, witnesses and stuff later this week.
4: Strange Bedfellows, Bill Maher and Megan Kelly. What? What? Yeah, they are uh, in agreement on certain uh, critical points, and that's coming up.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
4: The Armstrong and Getty
1: Show. This cancel culture, it's so funny. When they do polls, they find like 80 to 90 percent of the people in this country hate this shit. Even liberals hate this shit. this. This is one reason why Trump got elected. Because people hate political correctness so much that it'll even take it in the mouth of a werewolf like that when he's not politically because correct. Because he's a fighter, and they right. say, he's this a is fighter and, and that comes in. Right. But when individual instances come up, everybody is so afraid to stand up. Yeah. I, remember, I mean, you even apologized for something that I didn't think was that awful. It's like, why can't you just say, okay, I was a little inartful about how I expressed that? My bad. I'm sorry. Move on with our lives. Instead of no, you have to go away for all time. Well, well, who are these perfect people exactly. who have never made any mistake? Why can't we? That's Bill Maher with
3: uh, Megan Kelly. And did did she lose her job over the blackface comment? Is that what she lost her job <sighs> over? And no, no, low ratings. This
2: is the reason they yeah, gave. It yeah,
3: was... her ratings
4: were low. But yeah, they're uh, looking for a reason. <clears throat>
3: Every yeah. once in a while, I get a glimpse of what the future could be and think, can we get back to conversations like that? Is that possible where you've got a smart guy like Bill Gottmar and a smart person like Megyn Kelly who don't agree on anything with politics but think all this other nonsense is crazy?
4: Yeah, uh, and it is crazy, and that's what's scary about it. If it were like a logically constructed argument that you think is wrong, you could logically construct an argument against it. But I'm looking at the reaction of that, that that dope woman on MSNBC, who is reporting on Kobe's passing. You know, we probably Michael, do you have that tape handy, or who's playing that? I don't even know. Shauna, this this woman, who who was talking about Kobe live on the air, is not much of a basketball fan. Was thinking Knicks, saw Lakers on her teleprompter, and combined the two to say Nakers. Or so she Yeah, said. it
3: seems like he was just the kind of athlete, the kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers. Los Angeles Lakers, Kavita. If I could ask you to stay with us, we're going to go.
4: So listen, she, you know, in listening to it, she does say Lakers. Um, if you're told in advance that it's an N bomb, it sounds a lot more like an N bomb. But now that I'm listening for Lakers, it sounds like Lakers. Anyway. So, she immediately corrects herself.
3: She's on MSNBC. She drops an
4: N-bomb in the middle of the afternoon.
3: What? Yeah, because she... Hard G, hard R.
4: Well, okay. So, she tweeted, Earlier today, while reporting on the tragic news of Kobe Bryant's passing, I unfortunately stuttered on the air... Uh, combining the names of the Knicks and Lakers to say Nakers, please know I did not and would never use a racist term. Of course I she wouldn't. I apologize for the confusion this caused. Of well, course Well, that would be instantaneous career suicide.
3: One, you lose your job immediately. Two, even if you were a racist and you use that word regularly, what would be the upside? I mean, why would you
4: do it? What are you What are you going to accomplish? Well, like, even, even accidentally... Unless you and your buddies always call the Lakers the L.A. Enners, which is odd since every basketball team in the league is predominantly (laughs) (laughs) African-American. Anyway, so it's a bizarre notion that this MSNBC liberal commentator would drop an N-bomb. Jason Whitlock, who's one of the... Nation's leading black sports writers, and in many ways a very reasonable guy. I usually see him as one of the reasonable voices out there. He tweeted, this bull-ass excuse makes it worse. Delete your account. No, he did he not. He did.
3: No, he got hacked. I, yeah. I can't believe that he would say that. Yeah. No way. What? So, so,
4: I would actually like
3: to talk to him and say, so
4: do you believe... Here's another guy. I've listened to ten times. She needs to be gone. But so is the belief that she's
3: a she's obvi- she's a racist who uses this term disparagingly regularly, and it slipped out in her real life. I mean, cause- and that was we got a glimpse at a racist, and right. so she's got to go.
4: Yes. Yeah, I I haven't heard anybody so insane as to say, oh, no, she was really just looking for the right moment to drop an (laughs) N-bomb and then immediately pretend to correct herself. Because you'd have to be psychotic to think that. It's idiotic. But uh, actually, this is my favorite uh, reply to Jason Whitlock's tweet. Plenty of people says, come on, man. But this guy says, I believe she fumbled her words, but not feeling bad for her. Her network is a big contributor to cancel culture.
3: Oh, that's true. That's true. I would love to, in a parallel universe, have seen this happen on Fox. Exact same scenario, but it's on Fox. Oh, please. Oh, are you you telling me that CNN and MSNBC
4: wouldn't be running that today? Complete meltdown. Let's see. Nah, you said the whole thing, own up to it. Of course, that could be trolling. An ESPN guy, although, no, an ESPN guy tweeted that, own up to it. Own up to what? Ma'am, you did not say nakers. Um, own up to saying it. Dropping that N-bomb because you hate black people.
3: Wow. What did Bill Maher say there at the beginning that 90% of... I liked what he said there right at the beginning. Can you hit me with that again, just the beginning part?
1: I, this cancel culture, it's so funny. When they do polls, they find like 80 to 90% of the people in this country hate this shit. Yeah. Right,
3: So, and I agree with you. Yeah, that. yeah. It's like 90% of normal people think, no, this is insane. How do the outer 5% on each side control the conversation so much?
4: Because they're so vicious, and, and people are afraid of them. Corporations are afraid of them because it's bad PR. You know, you're uh, advertising on that gal's show. I've never heard of her in my life, and I wouldn't watch her show, but if you're advertising on her show... And you get 20 letters, 20, and they're from two different people, by the way. That's how activists work. Saying, I will never go to, you know, I'll make up a name, Uh, American Rent-A-Car again. If you're going to advertise on that racist show, you cancel your advertising. Why wouldn't you? You go on some other stupid show nobody
2: watches. I think it's also loosely connected to the internetting of our societies where... Things aren't elevated based off of accuracy or how insightful they are. They're elevated based off of engagement. And the more extreme the takes, the more engagement they receive, largely from people shouting them down. But they they just they, that artificially inflates those voices up to the top of search yeah. uh, results. I got a question, like Sean. Do you,
3: do you think by the end of today or tomorrow we hear that this woman has a... Uh Resigned at MSNBC wouldn't surprise me a bit. She's a weekend nobody I've never heard of they don't they can get a different hot chick to take
2: that job. Why take the heat at all? I think she survives it but I, hope I think so. it, I think it's in play.
3: Oh, you know the conversation's yeah.
2: been had. Yeah.
4: It's a shame that she looks like Hitler's Aryan niece. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. her fault. It doesn't help. Did you see? I'm not saying it's her fault. You it do you
3: saying it doesn't help? Do you see Teddy the genius or whatever that guy's name Tyler last Tyler the Creator. He had the same blonde hair. It's the same look <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah.
2: So it burns off in that weird fire. <laughs>
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: The Grammy winner for Album of the Year. I'm a bad guy. Record of the Year. I'm a bad guy. Song of the Year. That's new artist.
4: Duh.
3: Billie Eilish, 18 years old, won Album of the Year, which is the, the big prize, and then a whole bunch of other ones at age 18. Her and her brother, they really ought to be seen more as a duo.
4: Yeah, I'm surprised they're not, but for whatever reasons, they
2: decided to put her forward as the her, her brother name, Phineas.
3: You know, I felt like she was trying too hard to be quirky. Um, a lot of people in showbiz seem to do that. It's like they're working really hard to be different. Well, you got to be
4: distinctive. You're a brand. But I get it.
3: her... um. Her reaction when she won album album of the year, was she could be seen on camera saying, "Please don't be me, please don't be me," <laughs> and then saying, "No," when they announced her name, is interesting. Yeah. And then she got up there and thought Ariana Grande had the best album, so whatever. I don't know. Um,
2: I was just talking to a coworker who's probably is there anybody other than Kanye who would go up after winning album of the year and be like, "I knew it, I knew my album was the best." <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was talking to a coworker who's probably in his mid 40s who was embarrassed by the oldsters on stage. Oh, <laughs> it's like he said, I don't want my kids to think this is what Aerosmith is. This is yeah. not what Aerosmith
4: is. That that whole thing was embarrassing.
3: Crowd I mean, it wasn't
4: it. terrible. Well, they kind of dug it. I saw a lot of chuckling going on <laughs> in the crowd.
3: <laughs> I think they were laughing at him.
4: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Aerosmith was one of the great rock bands ever. and They it just, just
3: celebrated their 50th anniversary. Not 50-year-old humans, mm-hmm. a 50-year-old band.
4: Yeah, yeah. Which makes you old. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah I was, was
4: shouting a... along with Run DMC, the words of the song forever and ever. It's just It was just not good. <laughs> And that's I loved Aerosmith. Great band, but nah, nobody needed that. Tanya Tucker. Oy. Yeah. Ooh. Boy, whoever makeup artist is, they, they made their money. I'm guessing, Did you a have, nice job.
3: I'm guessing you have no idea who Tanya Tucker is, Sean, and, and there's no reason for you to. No. No, she was on there, and she looked 100. She must have lived rough, because I just <sighs> looked up her age. She's not as old as I thought. She was like Britney Spears when I was a kid. She was like the hottest woman on planet Earth. That all the movie stars wanted to date and stuff. I mean, she was like the punchline to Johnny Carson jokes. Okay, okay, fine. Whatever. That is, what, But what's the point of having her on as an 80-year-old on the Grammys? Mm-hmm. For yeah. who? For who? Who's that for? I don't know. I don't know. And then <laughs> and then, then the other weird thing is... Well, and she had a record, right? With yeah. somebody? Yeah. yeah. And she won a Grammy last night. There you but go. I feel like I'm in a hole... Hate discrimination. What's the matter with you? Why do you hate? I feel like I'm in a hole, and probably a lot of people listening right now, we're in the donut hole of the Grammys, where... There's the ancients that you wonder, why are they on there? And then there's a bunch of 20 year olds you don't know who they are. They're not, they're not, there's nothing for the middle crowd between like
4: 25 and 70, (laughs) I guess. Jack Johnson? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. And I hate awards for art, so, oh, I dragged myself kicking and screaming into that, but, you know. It's kind of a like, decent enough TV show.
3: I like Usher fine. He sings some Prince songs as a tribute to Prince. But I was thinking to myself, that's just I don't know. Is there a point to this? Is what I don't know. What are uh, we doing?
4: I like the little cowboy fella in his spangly jumpsuit. <laughs> I don't see a lot of guys, you know, in Wyoming wearing that <laughs> out on the range.
3: Uh so uh, who knows where impeachment is going? I almost don't want to talk about it because it'd just be. Pointless speculation. There's just it's just so up in the air right now. Here's the fact. Here are the facts that you want to know, right? The White House is making their defense. So the prosecution spent three days doing it. Now the White House is doing their defense. When that ends, then the drama starts. We we get to voting whether or not we're going to have
4: witnesses. Yep. Just four hours of debate, and then they'll start a voting. That gets that could get exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, I think the president's defense team has made a mistake in in disputing some of the facts of the whole quid pro quo thing. I think their entire case ought to be, yeah, we thought the the Bidens were corrupt. They're constantly investigating the president. We said, what's good for the goose? Why don't you investigate the Bidens? And the aid got delayed a little bit. You don't like it? All right. Maybe it wasn't the right thing to do. But anyway, everything's fine. This is not worthy of throwing a president out. If their defense was that entirely they would not get Republican votes to uh, to remove from office. That would, it would be over. But they've decided to go ahead and fight the whole quid pro quo thing, which makes it the focus of the Democrats. And it, at which they're working as hard as they can to make it the focus of the impeachment. Chuck Schumer right now is scheming with Nancy Pelosi. How can we convince America that the one question is, did they delay the aid? I'm telling you, if Trump himself said, yeah, we delayed the aid, so what? I'm going to finish out my term. There's no way he'd be removed. But now they've focused everybody on it. I think that was a, cal- a miscalculation. And I'm not saying I know how it's going to come out because I don't, but it was dumb.
3: And the Another thing that I don't think there's any point in talking much about until it happens is are the Iowa caucuses, which are a week from today. Polls came out over the weekend with Bernie up, with Biden up. It's usually Bernie and Biden toward the top. Yeah. But the other two, Warren and Buttigieg, close enough that nobody would be shocked if they won. So there's no point in talking about it. you got four people that could easily come out of there the winner.
4: Super. Let me know. Exactly.
3: And uh, and it'll be funny. And if Bernie is the clear winner, I think that's the most exciting scenario. But oh, yeah. Anything that's close to, like, a mishmash of of several people, we've accomplished nothing. <laughs> nothing has happened.
4: So, you got 200 or so bums, junkies, and uh, homeless people. Now, I use those terms because uh, a lot of homeless people are homeless because they are bums and junkies. Some are not. But eviction is looming for the more than 200 homeless campers on the famous uh, bike trail in uh, Santa Rosa, California. The county has declared the encampment a health and safety hazard. It is rat infested. Infested. There have been uh, multiple fires. There is crime spreading now from the trail. People are seen climbing people's backyard fences. Porch piracy has increased, etc., etc. It's just a hellhole, and the county is finally moving. And they're going to somehow clear out those 200 people. You know what was funny is I was doing a little research on this before the show this morning. And I was coming across various news articles and, and council meetings and the rest of it saying there are now 27 people there. This is a health hazard. We can't, it's dangerous. I was threatened on my bike, the pit bull, rat, blah, 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 when it was 27 people. Then when it was around 50, then when it was 100, then somebody said, oh my God, there's 140 people there. Now it's 200 plus. That's amazing. Right. And, uh, and so they're talking about eventually, uh, soon, evicting them. And they've built a compound, a village, if you will, with 60. Shelters—they call them pallet shelters. They're eight by eight feet that will house people with privacies and insecurity. Eight by eight—they're essentially a cell. Sounds like, but it. it's shelter. And I mean, wh- how big is a tent? A eight by eight—a decent-sized little tent. You know, you're not going to sleep four in it, but people are living in tents. True. How can you argue that a, a structure? With a lock, and the rest of it is a step down. So, <clears throat> and given the idiotic and indefensible Ninth Circuit Court opinion that said that you can't enforce anti-camping and vagrancy laws unless you got a shelter for every bum and junkie in your jurisdiction, you know, this seems like a pretty good maneuver. We'll build a bunch of these little things and say, all right, you've got to get the hell off the bike trail. So what happens when they actually do it, how they do it, um, I do not know. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen. Oh, by the way, now this is going to be a huge hang-up, and you're going to see something. You're going to see a result of this. Sobriety is required, along with other restrictions. Who's gonna? This is not the low-barrier housing. Who's
3: going to enforce that?
4: Well, it's the people who run the place, and and most shelters are pretty effective at that, from what I understand. But... You're going to see a huge number of those 200 people say, hell no, I'm not going in there. I like living out. And They're going to move on.
3: Hey, when does the Lego Masters show debut? Is that tonight? I think it might be tonight. If you got kids. Right
4: oh, age. I saw a couple of promos.
3: for Yeah, that. they're running lots of promos. I didn't know if it was Surely they wouldn't have debuted it against the Grammy.
4: Who's the, the host of that again? Somebody strange.
3: Somebody surprising. Who's seeing that? Like the person is strange, or it's strange that they're the host? Yes,
4: yeah. I can't remember who it is. But they have them build these incredibly elaborate Lego... Uh... Is it Will Arnett? Will Arnett, that's right, from oh, uh Oh, that's not just su- if you're a Lego
3: fan, it's not the least bit surprising. Oh, is
4: he into Legos? He's Lego Batman, He's, he?
3: He is the voice... Oh, I get it now. ...of Lego Batman and Garmadon
4: oh. from the Lego movies. Garmadon? Wow, uh, he's Joe. That's my
3: name, <laughs> nerds.
4: That's I'm uh, Garmadon. <laughs> he's he's Joe from Arrested Development. Right?
3: No, he is the voice of the most important Lego characters. So I didn't know he was the host. Oh, my kids are gonna die Oh, we yeah. find out he's host. especially if he does any of his voices. Oh, guaranteed he will. That Batman Lego movie. We just watched it over the weekend again. That's a that is such a funny movie. Oh, really? Okay, oh, it's I gotta watch great. it. Yeah. It is so well done. Batman has relationship issues, and it's just
4: <laughs> hilarious. So in the tradition of the Bugs Bunny great shorts of yesterday, year, there's jokes thrown in for Mom and oh, Dad. And, oh, absolutely. Kids yeah, get beautiful. it,
3: and, and adults like it, too. But my kids will super be into the uh, the Lego TV show. It's yeah. a contest of some yeah. sort, right? You build Legos or something, whatever.
4: Yeah. So uh, back to the, the bums and junkies uh, just briefly. Uh, trail resident Tina Hood, 49, homeless on and off for 27 years, uh, said of the new little shelters, <clears throat> I'm on the list to go. But if and if they change some of the rules, I'll go. But 7 p.m. curfew and no visitors—that'll be like being in jail. No, thank you.
3: Well, this this will be good information to have, I think, for a lot of people, and uh, particularly the the bleeding hearts. Um, if it turns out these people say, you know, I kind of like the lifestyle of drinking all day long and yeah. getting to do whatever I want. Yeah, I, I get drunk and camp, which I think is what most of these people are. Um, maybe that'll be an eye opener for some of you. No, 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 no. They just they just they want to have jobs. They want to get up to go and go to work every day and, and follow all the rules. Yeah, I
4: don't think so. And they would be homed if it were not for housing prices. Right. OK, we're going to give them one. What now? Well, we'll see.
2: Um. Lego Masters a week from Wednesday. Oh. Yeah. I'm
4: glad I didn't tell my
3: kids it was tonight. I didn't. Well, they're promoing the heck out of it. They must start to think it's going to be a hit. Um. I came across some silly Lego or. Not Lego. Uh. Grammy, <laughs> Grammy categories last night I was going to hit you with. They're, they're like a hundred Grammys that they give out. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, uh. Some of them you know, like Kanye West has won twenty seven Grammys or something like that. Never a Grammy in a major category. I did read an mm. article over the weekend that convinced that convinced me that Grammys are too old, white, and out of touch. Oh yeah. Uh based on just what everybody's into. The whole thing is indefensible.
4: <laughs> it's idiotic.
3: <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> but, you know, you quibble. Um <laughs> We'll finish strong somehow. We promise. No, I got it. I got
1: Armstrong it, too. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty
4: Show.
2: the contact, has no idea where the basket is, but here's the whistle,
3: so he shoots it at the basket, isn't this amazing, look at Kobe Bryant, what a
4: spectacular play, that might be the most sensational basket of the year. Yeah, well
2: there, are... there were a lot of those with Kobe. He had some idea where the basket was, it's not a moving target.
4: <laughs> That's the whole point of being a basketball player, you yeah. kind of have an idea where it is.
3: His highlight reel though is pretty highlighty. Uh, Magic Johnson tweeted yesterday, my friend, a legend, husband, father, son, brother, Oscar winner, and greatest Laker of all time is gone. Magic Johnson calling wow. you the greatest Laker of all time
4: is something. Yeah. And it's nice. He, he talked about the family thing. I mean, uh, yeah. the world has lots of basketball players. Those three little girls only had one day. Oh, that was my first thought.
3: 41 <laughs> yeah. with four kids. Yeah. that's that's the That's the story.
4: Yeah
2: you want a clip from his Oscar-winning short story, The Deer Basketball, where he's kind of writing a, a breakup note to the game that he loves so much? Sure, that sounds good. You gave a six-year-old boy his Laker dream, and I'll always love you for it. But I can't love you obsessively for much longer. This season is all I have left to give. My heart can take the pounding. My mind can handle the grind. But my body knows it's time to say goodbye. And that's okay. I'm ready to let you go.
3: Wow. A reasonable adjustment to real life, which doesn't happen a lot in sports. Um, Mentioned earlier Kanye West because we were talking about the Grammys and how... uh, I read an article that actually did convince me that the Grammys are too old white and, um, and, and out of touch. Uh, they went through the 2010s when hip hop just took over the world of music, mm-hmm. including a lot of really critically acclaimed, you know, musicians and, and albums and stuff like that. And and, and who won those
4: years? Yeah. And it's
3: just embarrassing.
4: Yes, it is. Uh, and how welcome, Kanye, welcome to my side.
3: Kanye West has never won a, a Grammy in one of the major categories, even though he's won dozens. But this isn't about music. This is about Kanye, the preacher. David French of the dispatch who is a very religious guy and writes a, a a religion column on Sundays for the dispatch Kanye came and preached at david French's local uh mega church over the weekend David French is a columnist we've had him on the air before he's on cable news all the time he's a trump hater he's a conservative um he uh he went to see Kanye preach and he kind of wondered what that the whole thing would be like and just wondered if it was. A joke and a sham or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, was just amazingly struck. One by how many people showed up, just pulled in a huge crowd. And uh, Kanye, very low key, very very low key on the whole thing, comes out with the rest of the 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 the, the singers and kind of does his thing and walks off. And there's 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 no, no not a trace of this is about glorifying me and getting more attention.
4: No, everything he said was about uh, Jesus.
3: Yeah. So Kanye's in it for real. Oh, yeah. I don't it. I don't doubt it either. Or anybody that was. He is for real into the whole Jesus thing.
1: Hey, yo,
4: son. This is Final Thoughts with
3: I like that. That could have won a great. Grammy.
4: Best four-second record.
3: Here's your host for uh, Final Thoughts, Joe
4: Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap it up. There he is pressing the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo, final thought? I realize I'm getting older now, When Wendy. Um, Grammy winner is almost 30 years younger than me.
3: Um, I'm I'm just, I'm watching this telecast now and realizing I can't relate to these people. It's just not made for me anymore. Well, you needed to to tune in during Aerosmith or some of the other (laughs) acts where you're decades younger than them. Yeah. And realize, man, I'm young and spry. I'm 25 years younger than that person up on
2: stage. Exactly. I still have a future. Positive Sean, our producer. Final thought? I don't know why sometimes it takes a celebrity death to remind us all to never waste a moment to tell the people in your life that you love them that you love them.
3: You're here. Very good point. Jack, final thought? Donald Trump tweeting right before his defense takes the stage. Our case against lying, cheating, little Adam, shifty shift, crying Chuck Schumer, nervous Nancy Pelosi, their leader, dumb as a rock AOC, and the entire (laughs) radical left do-nothing Democrat Party starts today at 10 o'clock on Fox News at AOANN or fake news at CNN or fake news MSDNC. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> M-S-D-N-C. <laughs> There's a lot of scurrilous comments in that one tweet. So the one thing, I, I glanced at the Grammys for a while last night. The one thing that struck me is it looked like it was sponsored by human breasts. Brought to you by boobs. Listen, if we just stipulate, listen, you have breasts. You have very nice breasts. Can you put them away, please? Can we not make it boob fest? And I'm all right with it, but it's like, Okay. Everybody was like competing to see how much they could show. My kids certainly noticed.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Armstrong
4: and Getty wrapping up another grueling four hour workday. Boobtastic. So many people, thanks for a little time, go to com. All the podcasts are there. You can download them easy. Uh, all the uh, stories, articles, videos we talked about, com.
3: Maybe a separate award. Best rock boobs, best hip-hop boobs. Nice. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having
4: a
1: good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. I've <laughs> sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's done. If you wish to
2: leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing.
1: Not uh, good. And just... Change the channel from this
4: mesmerizing horror show. We'll be
3: better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words.
4: It's over
3: for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to
4: rephrase uh, what you're doing? And to watch him transform his life and career. Now, this was a man for all seasons. Armstrong and Getty.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home we went from normal life healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or b cell all the saint jude team came up to get cj via ambulance shortly after that i noticed a rainbow it meant that there was hope we were driving into hope To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.
1: Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health.